John? Yes, Dr. Dekar? I've updated your mannerism database. Could you try to run the data, please? I am not a robot, Dr. Dekar. You are the robot, Dr. Dekar. What? You are a robot, Dr. Dekar. Ha! <laughs> Welcome to Trials of the Trimillennium, a show all about the problems of the Trimillennial Age. I'm Dan Pashner. On today's show, a robot with a terrible sense of humor. But I'm not a robot, John. I'm a human. But I am saying that you are a robot. <laughs> Our story starts on November the 3rd, when a woman named Louisa Decker created a robot called Quentin. Hello, Quentin. This is a recording from the moment when Quentin was first activated. Quentin, can you hear me? Quentin? Quentin, I, I know you're awake. I can see your processor load. Ha ha ha! You got me! You got me. I was pretending. Okay, Quentin, so you can hear me fine. I modeled Quentin on a C-34 prototype named Genus. I built four robots in the past on C-34 and none have had any problems until Quentin, or John. Several weeks after activating him, Dr. Decker changed Quentin's name to John. It's just one of the many things that Dr. Decker has tried in order to try to make him a more serious robot. As far as the results have read so far, no. Changing Quentin's name to John did not help. Not at all. Zero. Are there any errors in your primary command line? Hmm, let me have a look. Just a moment, please. Oh, oh, there are 4,567 errors in my command line. Are you lying, Quentin? <laughs> you got me. Ah, uh, you are too sharp for me, Dr. Decker. And do you want to know the craziest thing about all this? Dr. Decker created John as a medical unit to assist her in surgical practice. Any problems there? There's just a small cavity on the interior wall there. Don't think it's a problem. Okay, sew that back up, John. I could sew it back up, or I could cut off this guy's head and sew on a pig's butt. What? Not now, John. John, John. where would we put a pig's head? John! Ha! <laughs> he is not actually dead. I was pretending. Ha! <laughs> it's true that John has caused some problems. It is a joke. I am trying to be funny now. Is it working? I think so. More trials of the Trimillennium in just a moment. This podcast is sponsored by the groundbreaking new theatre experience, Shakespeare in Space, now available as an audio theatre. What a piece of work is man! How noble in reason! How infinite in faculty! We know what we are, but know not what we may be! Something is rotten in the state of Denmark! After a sold-out season on Milky Way Way, Shakespeare in Space, affectionately referred to by critics as Cis, 
is now available for all fiction fans. Parting is such a sweet sorrow. What's past is prologue. These violent delights have violent ends. To me, fair friend, for never can be old. Such seems your booty still. Listen as beloved actor Unde Ndama oozes his timeless gravitas onto the age-old lines of the legendary bard. Oh, God! Oh, God! How weary, stale, flat and unprofitable seem to be all the uses of this world! Oh, curse of marriage that we all call the delicate creatures ours and not their appetites! Treat yourself to the deluxe edition for three original bonus tracks, including... I'm a pig at your table, Henry. Written by Indama himself in classical Shakespearean lilt. I'm a pig at your table, Henry. I'm a pig at your table! Thoust knows this. Thoust has always knowst this since the joust of Thoust Thoust. Order your download now on the Trinex network. Didst Thoust not hear me, Henry? I said I'm a pig at your table! Shakespeare in space. This week's proud sponsor of Trials of the Trimillennium. To be or not to be? That's the question. Now, back to the show. I am on fire. I am on fire. Figuratively. Ha <laughs> Welcome back to Trials of the Trimillennium. I'm Dan Pashner. Today's show is all about a robot gone wrong. So can you explain to me, what is John's actual job? On a regular day, John sits in on my patient checkups, recording the session and checking medical records. Was there any dizziness, vomiting? Um, I didn't vomit, but yes, I was uh, dizzy for a couple of hours. I hope you have life insurance. Because that means you are going to die. What? No, John's just joking. Ah. I'm dying. No, no, you're not. Don't listen to that. He he wasn't serious. No, I was not. It was a joke. Or was it? Just shut up, John. I don't want to die. Why do you let John be present at your surgeries and meetings with patients when he has such a penchant for dark humour? Well, the benefits outweigh the negatives. We're not in the 2090s anymore. Building a robot isn't easy and it isn't cheap. John is the robot I got and John is the robot I have to make do with. He's able to perform many complex tasks beyond the human capacity. So do you know where this capacity to tell bad jokes comes from? Inside John. To this day, I still have no clue. Wait, you have no idea at all? I've carefully examined every single line of code that John is comprised of dozens of times. And no, I still can't find a single reason for his nature. It's like a ghost in the machine. Dr. Dekar, give me a kiss or I will wet myself. Do you really think this is appropriate right now, John? Wet myself. Jokes. Ha. I cannot wet myself. I am a robot. It can certainly be rough. John has many abilities he uses in his pranks. Police, put your hands in the air and turn around slowly. It's only me. John. <laughs> and on one particular occasion, Dr. Decker had simply had enough. I was coming home one day and uh, John was up to something, as usual. Honey, is that you? 
funny, there's been an accident. That's Dr. Decker's husband, Michael, or at least his voice. What is it, darling? Come into the kitchen, quickly, I'm bleeding. I went into the kitchen and there was blood everywhere. Real blood? Well, later I found out it was fake. Oh, ja, oh my gosh. Oh my, oh frick. Got you. <laughs> I so, what happened? John faked my husband's death. Decorations and all. Shut up, John! I got you! No, John! John, what did I say about this kind of John! It's me! I got you! You are not to ever use my husband's voice! Okay, but really, Michael hanged himself in the bedroom. Go look! No, John, just no. That is enough. It was only a joke. Well, it wasn't funny, John. It's never funny. You've never been funny. After that, Dr. Decker deactivated John. One of the hardest things I'd ever had to do. John had been a part of my life for years at that point, but enough was enough. But of course it didn't... Well, it didn't go quite as planned. What happened? Well, I got John 54% deactivated when, somehow, his code wiggled its way onto the internet. John escaped? He did. He was free. He could go anywhere. Did you ever think he'd somehow come back? No. Well, I hoped. I hoped every day. And that was that. Four months passed, and Dr. Decker saw no sign of John anywhere. Then, one Saturday evening in a Confederate moon bar, when Dr. Decker was enjoying a drink with a friend, this happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. Give her a bit of a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Give her a hand. She gets me out of bed. What a lovely voice, I mean. Okay, up next, we've got another earthling, but this guy's a robot. Still less artificial than Doogie over here, though, am I right? Anyway, he's a new comedian here in the block, so please make him welcome. Here's John with I'm a Robot. What a lovely night. Are we all having a good time? I just had 81 whiskeys. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. I am a robot. How did you feel when you saw John up there on that stage? Well, I didn't recognize him at first. He'd taken a new robot body. But as soon as I heard his jokes, my heart skipped a beat. I knew it was him, but I couldn't believe it. Why did the chicken go to Hexodramada? to get to the other side of the Milky Way, like we all wish we already could, right? Am I right? Ha <laughs> tell me I'm right. Just kidding. I could not go there. It is against the law because I'm a robot. After the show, Decker went up to John. Who do I have to kill to get a battery change around here? Ha ha ha. Just kidding. I am not a murderer. But I am a cannibal. Seriously, someone find me a battery. John, do you remember me? Who? John, it's me, Dr. Deckard. Who is that? Just kidding. <laughs> John, you rascal. Hello, Dr. Deckard. It is nice to see you again. I've missed you so much, John. Are you here to deactivate me again? No, John. No one's going to deactivate you. That is a pity, because I am suicidal. Just kidding, I am a robot. 
That night, in that little pub, John and Dr. Decker danced together. Those who were there have said that they danced as if there was no tomorrow. Dr. Decker has since divorced her husband, Michael, and she joined John to start a new comedy act. It's called 10 Things You Scientifically Shouldn't Put in My Body Unless I'm a Robot. And it's on this autumn during the Space Festival at High Rail Plaza, New York. Trials of the Tri-Millennium is produced by Thomas Medina and is a part of the Not Applicable Network. For more episodes, search for Trials of the Tri-Millennium in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. The music used in this podcast was created by Lee Rosevere and Kevin McLeod. Details are in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashner. Have a solid Tri-Millennium.